Hey y'all, I'm Damon Oates, founder of Deco Exchange. Who else has heard that crafting is just a hobby? I turned my love of crafting into a thriving multi-seven-figure company, surrounded myself in an amazing community, and met some amazing business owners along the way. I'm here to show everyone that makers mean business. Hey y'all, on today's episode of Makers Mean Business, I want to share some of my own experiences about being a maker. First, I want to make sure we all understand what a maker is. A maker is someone who physically makes something with their hands. As a maker, you could be making a scrapbook, a wreath, the local baker, a stylist, a painter, a web designer, a copywriter, or even electrical engineer building a circuit. Y'all, we may not all be on the forefront of making a business, but the truth is is that as a collective whole, the strength is in numbers. But making isn't all fun and games, right? Have you ever had someone doubt your ability as a maker? Or have you ever been told that your job was just a hobby? I know I have. I mean, I'll be completely honest. When I first started down the journey of wreath making, I even said it. I was the one doubting my own ability and downgrading what was happening. Y'all, I was so stuck with a conventional method of life, going to school, getting a 9-to-5 with a 401k in retirement, that I couldn't see what was unfolding right in front of me. I remember standing in a room full of makers in October of 2017 and my mentor, Jennifer Allwood, telling me that I would quit my 9-to-5. That my purpose was so much greater than sitting at a desk for someone else. And my simple response was, (laughs) when hell freezes over. Y'all, this was just back in 2017. And boy, have things changed. I am grateful every day that Jen's words finally sunk in and I decided to leave my multi-six-figure-a-year career to chase my real passion. Helping other makers just like you succeed. But listen... I didn't chase this passion alone. I've had several people influence and help me make the decisions that have gotten me where I am today. First and always, my mom and stepdad. If you are a longtime supporter of Deco Exchange, then you know my parents have played a huge role in our business. But their support didn't start then. My mom has always been my best friend, biggest supporter, and motivation. My stepdad has always been the man. He didn't have to be. He's been a dad, a friend, and a shoulder to lean on. Outside of family, two of my previous bosses have also played a huge part in where I am today. Wes Karambat was my first boss at Shell, and he showed me trust in a young, new engineer with crazy ideas. Rusty Reed was my first boss at Motiva, and he taught me what it meant to lead with integrity to stand with my decisions, and how to treat the team that helps you makes you successful. Without the guidance of both of those men, I would not be the business owner I am today. Now, let's take a look at some of the mentors I've met online. Jennifer Allwood from the Jennifer Allwood Show was the first mentor to help shape our business. She showed me a path that I didn't believe in or could even understand how it applied for what I wanted. Jen saw my fate in the online space before I even knew what the online space was. Jen pushed me out of my comfort zone and helped me realize the power of Facebook Lives. Jen was also the introduction point to so many other amazing online professionals. One of those people that Jen introduced me to is Rachel Miller from Moolah Marketer. 
Now, y'all, if you've ever met Rachel, you know she's a little ball of energy, hyper and my exact opposite. Overall, however, she's a genius when it comes to Facebook communities. Rachel helped me realize the impact I could have online if I stopped thinking that my business was about my needs and wants and to focus on the needs of my actual community. Y'all, I'm glad to be able to call Rachel one of our best friends now and not just a mentor. Now, these next two. Y'all, they done dragged us through Disney, a wedding, and show up constantly with support. They are Roberto Candelaria from Propel Your Profits and Warren Carlisle from the CEO of Octonation, the largest octopus fan club. Little did I know that when I signed up for Roberto's live event that I'd attend my first soul train and meet two of our best friends. They have shared a lot of knowledge but the most important thing that they have both done for me is reassured me on how to treat a community. Roberto and Warren show up without question for their people, and it was a nice refreshing pace to see another mentor make themselves available for people no matter where they were on their journey with them. Of course, our online communities influence every decision that we make, and we wouldn't be here without them. And I am forever grateful for the love and support they continue to show. But now... You need to know the true backbone of our whole operation at Deco Exchange. It's the IT guy, Parker Stelly. Y'all, he keeps all of this from falling apart. He shows up, he supports, and he loves unconditionally. His faith in me and this business and in our community makes me continue to push harder and to be better than I was yesterday. But y'all, there are still times when this business is a struggle. And the biggest hurdle in our business is me. One thing I wish I had known about when I first started this journey was imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is that feeling of self-doubt. Will someone buy it? Will someone like it? Hell, will someone even listen to this podcast? Y'all, as I'm sitting here recording this podcast and I'm having the doubts, why am I starting a podcast? Why would anyone want to listen to me? What gives me the authority to do this? The feeling is real and it's called imposter syndrome. And it's a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being not good enough. Y'all, even if they're wildly successful and have evidence of their competence, they still remain convinced that they do not deserve what they've achieved. I personally still experience imposter syndrome. But now that I've been able to build a business that is built on a framework, I can release some of that guilt. Y'all, I no longer have to feel guilty about being successful whenever my framework in my business works. Let's take a moment here and actually battle imposter syndrome and not just acknowledge that it exists. Let's talk about six techniques I've learned along the way of building our multi-seven-figure business that I wish I had known when I first started. These six little tricks allow me to deal with imposter syndrome still today. The first thing that you need to do to battle imposter syndrome is to change your self-perception to defeat imposter syndrome. When that voice in your head starts whispering things like, I'm not good enough, it was just luck, or anyone can do that, it sends us spiraling down a road of self-doubt. I like to refer to those as ants, automatic negative thoughts. When you start to allow those whispers to get louder, you start to believe them. Instead of thinking, speaking, and allowing those negative ants into your life, find positive thoughts and reinforce them by looking at the things that you've accomplished in your hobby, in your life, or in your business. 
When you start cherishing your own achievements and celebrating your wins, you'll quickly squash the ants out of your mind, business, and life. (laughs) Y'all, I know that sounds like some woo-woo shit, but y'all, before we move on, let's agree to be open and realize that in order to achieve great things and to meet goals that are important to you, you must step into a new world and do things that you've never done before. Agreed? I thought so. Y'all, my next tip on defeating imposter syndrome is to own your achievements and to build a swipe or smile file on your computer. If you think self-doubt is hard, try accepting accomplishments when you don't believe you deserve them. Y'all, that's some bullshit right there that the ants are telling you. Listen, you did the task, you achieved the win, and you completed the task. It's okay to claim that win, celebrate it, Challenge the ants by looking for evidence that proves the negative thoughts and whispers are wrong. Start a smile file of all of your wins, happy moments, and praises. Each successful moment and win, no matter how big or small, is important and can help you beat imposter syndrome. The next time you hear the ants whispering, just start rattling off some of your accomplishments. Hearing proof of your own wins and how they have helped someone else will help you look at your work as more than work and you'll be able to accept the focus and impact you're making in the world. Now listen, you can't just accept your wins. You have to know that being wrong doesn't make you a fraud or a fake. Losing is part of the game, but it's up to you to not let that one loss stop you from your next big win. Number four is to know the value you provide and double down on it. It's extremely hard to listen to the ants, and to feel discredited when you know that impact that you make on someone else's life. Even if you think you're not worthy of someone's admiration, that isn't how the person you helped feels. It's time to accept others' praises about you and your work. What you consider as one small positive impact in another person's life could be a moment that changed that person's course forever. If you would have told me a few years ago that I would be the reason that one of our students became a mother... I would have called you crazy. Don't worry, I'll share more on that story later. What I've learned is that no matter how small that positive in someone else's life seems, it somehow comes back and will help you through imposter syndrome. Now the fifth tip is to talk to a positive influence in your life about it. There's no shame in having imposter syndrome or the need to ask for help when it's creeping up. From industry leaders to hobbyists, we all experience self-doubt, but follow my lead and don't remain alone in this journey. If you need to find a supportive group of makers and business owners, check out damonsbusinesscoaching.com. We have a community of over 1,800 makers just like you. Having a place to exchange ideas and connect with others just like you or on a similar path as you helps us realize that the imposter syndrome feelings are more common than we think and less real. Than we know. The last tip I have for you to battle imposter syndrome is to stop comparing yourself to that person. Finding other makers online in your same niche may leave you comparing your work to theirs or your success to theirs. This comparison quickly leads to the ants chattering a little louder. But y'all, instead of letting that comparison make you feel bad about your own work or your own success, use theirs to motivate you. Let their win work as motivation to be better, learn more, and to do more. Now take a deep breath and take a minute to congratulate yourself. 
Because listen, if you weren't standing in a scary place where ants had a chance to talk, it would mean that you weren't growing. Without growth, you'll never be able to accomplish your dreams and impact the world with your time, creation, and energy. Now y'all, that's it for today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, catch up with us on Facebook or Instagram at Deco Exchange, and join us next time to hear the biggest failure that I've ever experienced, my best advice on how to get started, a myth that needs to be busted, and to find out what being a maker really means to me.